Hello. 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 I'm here again in my apartment. Um thinking about what should I say? What should I say in this podcast in order to be in service of the earth? And I don't know what I should say. Let's see what I say when I say things. This might be a bit of a stream of conscience, consciousness thing for a little while until I find out what I'm supposed to say. The thought that's coming to mind is that I'm lucky to not be working today and for the past few weeks I'm lucky that I don't have to work as I don't have to work full time I do have to work sometimes because I do have to pay rent but my rent is pretty low and my, my other expenses are pretty low so I don't have to work full-time and I'm lucky that I have a job where I get paid more than minimum wage so last year I worked a lot and so this year I have a lot of money saved up and so I don't have to work as much and that's very lucky and I recognize that not everyone is that lucky And in these conversations about trying to be in service of the earth, I think most people don't even have the time or the luxury to even think in those terms. They just have to think about how can I make money so that I can keep surviving. I think so many people are are just trying to pay the rent that they they don't have time to learn about all the things that would be good for the earth. And they don't have time to learn. Or maybe they do have time to learn and they already know this, but they don't have time to act upon it and they just have to pay the rent. And that's a sad thing. think that has to change and I don't know how that has to or how that can change but it has to change and there are a few ideas out there and one idea out there that I like is the idea of a basic income the idea of providing everyone with enough money to survive off of Um, regardless of where to, whether they prove that they need it. It would be expensive, but I think it would be worth it. It would unleash the creative and intellectual power of so many people. You know, so many people are working jobs. 
that aren't really that necessary. And they're working jobs where they aren't really being uh, utilized to their full capability. Like lots of people are very smart, very creative, but they're working at Starbucks or something. You know, these things that I talk about, like regenerative agriculture, these things that I'm learning about where we can feed ourselves while helping the earth and making the earth healthier. And there's there's got to be thousands of people in Toronto alone that would love to do that work. But they can't because they're stuck working at a coffee shop or waiting tables. And that happens a lot, I think, where money is opposed to what we really value. You know, money, money measures how many, how much you can exchange with other people for, for money. Like money measures money. It doesn't measure, um, it doesn't measure well-being. It doesn't measure the well-being of the earth. But we all need money in order to pay the rent and buy food. And until either we free those people up to do the, the work that's really important to, to all of us, either we free those people up by giving them a basic income or we free them up by somehow alleviating this this rent burden from everyone and there i have one idea about that which i'll quickly share is is you know in toronto a lot of the houses that my friends rent rooms in are, are normal houses that someone bought and rented them out. Rented the, each room out in the house to maybe there's four rooms. And so the person bought the house, the, decided they wanted to rent the house out, and then they didn't live in the house, and they decided other people would live in the house and pay rent. And this is a very common thing. And it's really strange to me because a person can buy a house in Toronto and then have other people pay for it by renting it out. And then when they sell the house, they get the money even though they didn't pay for the house, the renters paid for the house. You know, it's like, this happens so often. It, it goes on question, but it's really absurd when you think about it. Like someone buys a house and they know they won't really have to pay the mortgage payments because they can get people to rent the house. 
and that will more than cover the mortgage payments. They'll actually, they call it an income property because they actually make money off of it. So the renters are paying more than the house, what the house costs on a monthly basis. So the renters are paying for the house. The homeowner is not paying for the house. So why does the homeowner own the, own the house? And why don't the renters own a slice of the house? Seems like a little bit of a piece of trickery, piece of paperwork, law, trickery, where a, a, a wealthy person can get poor people to pay for their house. And then when, the, when that wealthy person sells the house, they get all the money to themselves and the renters don't get any money. And that doesn't make sense to me. And I don't think it should make sense to anyone. And so what would happen if that changed? What would happen if, let's say, it was a law that if you rent your house out, you had to give your tenants a share in the ownership of the house since they rightfully have paid for it, then this practice of buying a house, renting it out, and then selling it would become not profitable. And so the market, the housing market would slow down and the prices would drop because a lot of the people who are driving up the prices of homes are people who are buying the, the homes and renting them and then selling them. The prices would drop, and then even those people who still want to buy homes and rent them out, well, they would have to lower the rent because then they, they don't want to give so much of the house to the renters. If the renters pay the whole price of the house, then they own the whole house. So they would have to lower the rent so that the landlord still owns a little bit of the house. I'm just speculating about the effects of that, but the effects would be pretty astonishing, I think. But I don't see anyone talking about that. And I sent, I sent this idea to a couple of politicians and I got no responses. And I published an article online and maybe like seven people read it. Anyway, it's a little, that's a little sidebar rent money. And yeah, so I'm, I'm so lucky to be here not working and to still be secure in my living situation. And I want to make the best of that. So, but I still don't really know what to do, you know. Yesterday, I, uh, I woke up, I meditated, I, uh, I ate, I recorded a podcast, I sang, I played music and then 
one point during the day, I was like, I just don't know what to do right now. You know, I told you about this idea for the Black Creek and I can't, I can't start executing that idea yet because I need some help and I need to consult with some indigenous people about how to do that and whether I should do ceremony or what, how should I start and things like that. And I haven't, I haven't done that yet. And that's not something I can just do at any time. You know, I have to schedule a meeting. So yesterday, I didn't know what to do because I didn't know, I didn't, I couldn't work on this Black Creek walk project. I couldn't just go to the Black Creek and walk it without, without consulting other people first. And I was just sitting at home and I didn't know what to do. And you know, I'm a musician, so I sang some songs and I, you know, I went out, get some groceries, whatever. But at one point I just sat and was like, I don't know what to do. And I sat there and I felt that feeling of not knowing what to do. And I just sat there for like three minutes, maybe five minutes. I don't know how long. And I'm, I'm so, I'm so lucky to be able to do that, to be able to really sit and wait and slow down and wait for, for the ideas to come for what I should be doing. But I think other people can do that too. Even, even looking back when I was busy last year working full-time and doing things in the evening and choirs and playing in bands and stuff, really busy, I would still have time to go on Facebook and to go on YouTube and to listen to podcasts that I didn't necessarily need to be listening to. I still had time to do all those things. And, and what would have happened last year if, if instead of watching YouTube and instead of going on Facebook, I sat and said, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And, and prayed about that. And that's what I did yesterday. I, I didn't try to figure out what I wanted to do. I just asked the question, what am I supposed to do right now? And waited. And waited and various ideas came to my mind and then, and, and then slipped out of my mind because they didn't f seem right. And then, funnily enough, the idea that I settled on was that I should clean my room. And that's that at first my mind was like, 
no, I need to do something more important. I need to help save the world in some way. I need to do something big. But then that voice in my head was like, no, 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 no. Just clean your room. Clean your room. And it's a good reminder to be humble and and listen to that voice, whatever it says. And to take care of yourself. And it was a nice reminder. There was there was some garbage in my room and my garbage can was full of uh, things, receipts and plastic bags and stuff. And so I emptied it and I cleaned my room. And as I was cleaning my room, I found something that reminded me that I had to do this other thing. And then after that, I didn't, I didn't have to sit and think about what to do anymore. I just followed where cleaning my room led me. I found something in my room that, that reminded me of something I had to do. And then that reminded me of something else. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden I was hungry and, I, and then I, re, I had to eat. And then after that, I knew what to do. And who knows what my day would have been if I didn't take those few moments to think about what I really wanted to do. You know, those few moments of boredom and doing nothing and asking the question, what, what should I do? Those, those few moments, in those moments in the past, that's when I would have gone on YouTube or started a podcast, started listening to a podcast or a movie. You know, and, and who knows, my, my whole afternoon yesterday could have been wasted. And I wouldn't have cleaned my room and I wouldn't have got those extra things done if I didn't sit with that boredom for those minutes. And it's only a few minutes. It never takes that long. It's just a, a few minutes of complete and utter boredom and not knowing what to do and you have to surrender that to that feeling until you the idea comes and and you know it feels right so even if you're busy even if you're working full time like i sometimes do when you get home from work, just sit for a few minutes. And I'm talking to myself mainly to remind myself when I start working again that when I get home from work, I want to, I, I don't want to just immediately pull out a book or a, a podcast or immediately start doing something that's not necessarily what I really want to be doing. I want to take a few minutes to really sit and really make sure what I'm going to do next is, is going to be the right thing and what I'm supposed to do. And 
Yeah, and and who knows what life would be like if if every thing that I do, every single thing that I do starts with a a few minutes of silent contemplation and meditation and prayer about what should I do next. And so every single thing that I do is is more more conscious and more intentional and more deliberate. And what would life be like if everything was like that? You know, wouldn't, wouldn't it be cool to find out? All right. That's all I'll say for now. And if you want to be in touch, my email is paulbartonsounds at gmail.com. If you want to be a guest on the podcast, that is welcome. If you, if you just want to say hi, that's also welcome. So bye for now.